0: Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Friday. I hope everyone has had a great week. Today we are going to talk about a few things. It's actually going to be a little bit looser than what it usually is. It's going to be, maybe you would call it more of a rant than organized commentary today. And that's just because I have a lot on my brain that I want to cover. And I've been thinking about it and talking about it with my husband so much over the past few days that I feel like I can just kind of tell you everything that I have been thinking about all of the policies that are surrounding coronavirus. And the main theme is this, is that there is no one, no one institution that we can fully trust. We can't fully trust the media, and I'll explain why. We can't trust politicians. We certainly can't trust the World Health Organization. We can't trust the people who are supposed to be experts. So we're questioning the mainstream narrative, but as it turns out, we also have to question the people who are questioning the narrative. Everything that's said, everything that's told to us, even by institutions and people and outlets that we thought that we could trust, including me, by the way, everything has to be taken with a grain of salt. Everything has to be listened to and thought about critically. Now, I try my best to be as trustworthy as possible, to be as perfectly honest as possible. It is never my intention to manipulate or to leave out certain information to make you think a certain way. You guys know that I'm a conservative. You guys know that I am a reformed Christian. And so that is my perspective. I am I am unabashed about that. I don't try to hide that at all. And the reason why most of you come to me is for that perspective, but it is never my intention to try to mislead or manipulate. However, it is important for you to take everything that I say and to do your own research and to look up what I'm saying, to make sure that what I'm saying is true and based on fact. The onus is on you to do that. The onus is on me as an individual to do that. And what I have found in um of course we know this in looking at so much of the mainstream media coverage particularly of coronavirus but we could really pick any story that has happened especially over the past five to ten years we can see a lot of media malfeasance surrounding it but particularly when it comes to the coronavirus it simply seems like there is almost no one that we can trust and especially no one that we can trust fully. So we're going to talk about a few of the examples of that today. I am going to also touch on at the end, pandemic. Um, I'm going to try to be as a uh, as least sassy, is that grammatically correct? As least sassy as I possibly can be in this episode. I've got a lot of feistiness in me right now, a lot of fire in me just because of all of the craziness that's been going on that I want to talk about. Some of you really like the feistiness and the sarcasm, the snarkiness, things like that. Some of you don't. I never try to be derisive or snarky. Sometimes it comes out, but I am going to pray to be as measured as possible as I'm talking about these things while still releasing the full force of my passion behind the subjects that we're covering today. Okay, before we get into all of it, let me tell you guys about an awesome sponsor that I have of this show that I've talked to you guys about before and that is objective wellness so objective wellness uh creates supplements these are targeted solutions for you so if you want better sleep if you're looking for firmer skin or you are just looking to up your immune system especially with everything that's going on right now their products are awesome for all of those things and more so they're crafted with High quality ingredients shown to deliver those specific results that you're looking for. Their ingredients are backed by science and behind each ingredient there are scientific studies and endless hours of research. Uh, Objective sources active ingredients or active extracts from like blueberries, saffron, even microalgae. So for example microalgae actually has an antioxidant 6,000 times stronger than vitamin C, so really good for your immune system. Uh, they know that wellness looks different for every individual, and that's why they don't offer one size fits all solutions like a lot of supplement companies do. Uh, they focus on targeted solutions, giving you support exactly where you need it. Uh, Objective helps people feel their absolute best, and they can probably help you too. Go to objectivewellness.com. Use code Ally, and you get 20% off your first order. If you are not completely satisfied, you can get a full refund. So there's really nothing to lose. That is their guarantee. Again, that's objectivewellness.com. Code Ally for 20% off. And just FYI, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Any products discussed. Or advertised are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease okay let's get into today's topics so the topic of or the question of whom can we trust can we trust anyone can we trust anyone fully or even halfway because uh what we've seen from the media over the past few months i did an entire episode called enemy of the people where and i don't even like to use that phrase speaking of the media but over the past few months we have seen such animosity from the media towards the american people putting themselves really in enmity with the American people and of course with the president by constantly changing the goalposts and shifting their stories to fit a particular narrative that they believe will hurt Donald Trump the most at the expense of the safety and the trust of the American people. So in that episode we looked at the hypocrisy, we looked at the timeline of the media reporting over the past few months when it comes to coronavirus and then we looked at oh, what the experts have said, how the experts have changed their minds and we're going to talk about that a little bit more today but it makes everyone very uncomfortable so we're at a time right now where people have um their their mental preparedness for quarantine and for staying inside has has ended so we mentally prepared for a few weeks we mentally prepared for even a few months we said okay we can do this we can stay locked down especially those of you who still have your jobs out there you said okay i'm gonna figure it out it's difficult You're thinking, okay, how am I gonna homeschool my kids and handle my job? And how are we going to do all of this? Some of you who lost your jobs, you had to get another job or get a different kind of job that you didn't know how to do, but people started adapting. We put our heads down. That's what Americans do. We said, okay, if we've got to get through this, if this is really as bad as what people say, And if we have no choice but to believe the experts, believe the politicians and believe the media, if we have no other sources of information, and they're all telling us this is going to be a 10 to 15% death rate, okay, then we're gonna do it. Okay, fine, we'll give you a little bit of trust, you powers that be, we'll stay inside. We'll make sure that we don't go to the grocery store unless we absolutely have to, we'll make sure we listened to them at the beginning that we won't wear masks because they told us that we didn't need to wear masks we'll do all the things that you say as long as this promise is uh going to come to fruition uh, going to come to fruition this promise that things are going to open back up and things are going to be okay we're going to be able to get our jobs back what they said in the beginning two weeks to flatten the curve 15 days to flatten the curve that's what we heard a month to flatten the curve okay 15 to 30 days that's fine flatten the curve what's flattened the curve they told us that just means that our hospital systems aren't going to get overwhelmed so it's not going to make the virus go away and in fact the number of people who get the virus might be the same over time whether we stay open or locked down but what we're trying to do is spread out the infection so even though say everyone might get it they wanted to spread it out over a certain period of time, say five to six months by shutting down for two weeks to a month to make sure that our hospital system doesn't get overwhelmed. So that was supposed to buy us time to make sure that there were enough ICU beds, to make sure there were enough ventilators. Now we know by the way that ventilators are not only probably ineffective when it comes to this, but might actually be killing people and worsening their condition because it's causing trauma to the lungs. But again, we listen to them because what do we know? What do we plebeians know? We really had no choice in the beginning, but to listen to the people who said that they had their, our best interest at heart and maybe a lot of them did and maybe a lot of them still do but uh, the reality is is that that promise that things were going to open up after we flatten the curve after we got all the equipment that we need after we make sure that the hospital system isn't overwhelmed uh, that promise has not come to fruition so now you have a lot of governors you have a lot of local officials like the mayor of LA saying you know what we're just going to stay locked down even though the curve is already flat even though the hospital systems are not overwhelmed even in the epicenter of new york city yes they were probably at capacity but they were not overwhelmed and they even had extra help that ended up leaving because they didn't need the extra help so hospital systems not overwhelmed and in fact a a lot of hospitals have had to close down they've had to furlough workers they've had to lay workers off completely just because there was a lack of demand and they had canceled all non-covid related treatments Um, a lot of these hospitals are completely empty so even though hospitals haven't been overwhelmed even though the curve is flat even though the number of cases and the number of deaths are going down even as the number of tests are going up we're going to need to stay locked down. For how long? I don't know. The mayor of LA said that LA is going to be locked down for the next three months until August. So all of summer, people in LA apparently aren't going to be able to use the beach how they want to use the beach this summer. There is a whole list of restrictions uh, of the things that you cannot do on the beach in LA, which is apparently you can't sunbathe. Like you can't sit in the sand. You can't lay in the sand. You can't fish if you're sitting down. All of these ridiculous and seemingly arbitrary things. And this is when people... They mentally prepared for 15 days they mentally prepared for 30 days they mentally prepared for for two months whatever it is this is where people in california people in new york people in michigan people in washington people in all of the states that are still implementing these draconian measures of keeping people totally locked down so that All the small businesses close down people lose their jobs they lose their livelihoods and unfortunately tragically in some cases even lose their purpose and will to live people are starting to say okay i didn't mentally prepare for this and i'm just not gonna do it so it's kind of happened in stages in the united states that there were people who by the time easter rolled around they were like i'm done with this i'm not doing this anymore i'm gonna go ahead and try to live my life as much as i possibly can and there were a lot of people who said, you're crazy for doing that. You're gonna go kill people. You wanna kill people in nursing homes. You wanna kill grandmothers. And of course those people said, no, that's, you know, that's not what we want. We just want people to be able to make their own decisions and live their lives. But all the people pointed their fingers at them and said, you're absolutely crazy for that. And then a week later, there was another wave of people that said, okay, I could do it for this long, can't do it anymore. And so on and so on and so on. Well, now it seems like we are at a tipping point where there are more people who want things to open up than people who want to keep things closed. And what's the reason for that? It's because of the changing stories of the media, the moving goalposts of the politicians, and the fact that it doesn't seem like we can get a consistent answer or a coherent plan from anyone. That's the problem. So these people, these governors, these journalists these activists on twitter all saying we need to close down indefinitely and you're crazy and you want to kill people if you want to go back to work or you want to open up and of course they patronize you and condescend you by saying you just want to get your hair and your nails done when of course that's not what it's about at all but none of these people have a plan all they have is fear-mongering So all they have is, well, you're going to die, and everyone you know is going to die, and we're going to get a second wave when it comes to September, so everyone should just stay inside. What's your plan? I mean, this is so true of all socialists and all communists is that they don't have any idea of what human nature is, or what human beings need or what humans have to do that is why they say oh well people should just stay inside and the government should take care of them that's why Democrats are passing this three trillion or trying to pass this three trillion dollar bill that pays people who are unemployed six hundred dollars a week until January pays up to six thousand dollars per family in relief in addition to all these other things that I'll talk about in in just a minute uh, because they don't think that people need to work they think they just need provision but people need to work not just for provision but for purpose for meaning for motivation in their lives that is human nature that is part of the reason a huge reason why every socialist and communist regime has fallen not just because you run out of people's money if they're not working as much and you don't have any capital but also because people desire to work people want property people want to be able to make something of themselves for themselves for their families people don't want to just be provided for by the government that doesn't feed what is natural in the human spirit to be productive so that is a huge reason why people are starting to lose it people on both sides of the aisle are starting to say hang on just a second so it was flattened the curve a few weeks ago now it's we have to wait until we find a cure or find a vaccine and hang on just a second there are thousands of viruses alive right now that we don't have a vaccine for or an effective vaccine for and that we don't have a cure for and yet we risk it every day we don't take people's livelihoods away for the thousands of viruses that exist i mean there are viruses that were pandemics, like SARS became a pandemic, Ebola became a pandemic. There are things that we still don't have cures for, that we still don't have vaccines for, that we didn't shut down the entire economy for, that we didn't take people's businesses away for, that we didn't take people's um, will to live away for. And so you get a lot of people, again, on both sides of the aisle starting to say, what's the deal here? Like, what is behind all of this? And here's what I think. I think that there were a lot of people at the beginning, including the president, including a lot of Republicans, including me, who believed a lot of what we hear. And I think there were a lot of people, you know, giving us all the information that they possibly had. That, hey, this is probably going to be a really bad pandemic and we need people to stay inside as much as possible. Wash your hands a lot do all of the normal hygienic things that you should be doing during flu season you should cover your mouth please don't go out if you're sick limit travel do teleconferences telecommuting all of that i was on board for that i still think people should be smart i still obviously believe that this is a bad virus that kills people and isn't good and has a higher death rate and apparently infection rate than the flu uh but it was when i started seeing the stripping away of liberty the moving goalposts the obvious uh, weaponizing of this virus to not only take control of people's lives but also to dump on trump uh, when it comes to the election in november that i started to take a step back and say okay, hang on just a second. Is this being misrepresented to us for ulterior motives? And I think more and more people are starting to realize that. And you're seeing people like Joe Rogan, not a right-wing guy, Elon Musk, also not a a right-wing guy, saying that they are going to leave California and move to Texas. And I think Elon Musk said he might move to Arizona Um, because the draconian measures and the absolute loss of freedom and livelihoods in California, because of the uh, insanity of California, they want to move to red states. And you're seeing that from a lot of people. The only people, though, that can move from those states are people who are actually wealthy. Those that are, you know, that are in the middle class and places like Illinois, who also has a lot of terrible measures, or Michigan, or california the people who are in the middle class there aren't going to be able to move to the red states because no one's going to be able to buy their homes but here's my message for all of the people who are going to the red states from the blue states i totally understand why you're doing that because your mayors and your governors are are loony and they want to control your lives and they don't care about your livelihoods they aren't abiding by their own rules they are probably still going to get their hair cut they're probably still getting botox they're probably still getting their lip injections they're probably still getting their nails done and their shoes shined and they're probably still working out and doing all of the things that they tell you that you can't do because they don't Care about you and you're seeing the corruption and you're seeing their desire to take control of your lives they're seeing that because they want to defeat donald trump in november they want the economy to be as bad as possible for as long as possible you're seeing all of that and you want to move to a red state thank you for realizing that i am so glad that you realize that if you're on the democratic side of the aisle maybe you're realizing that for the first time and you're waking up amen praise god understand that if you go from a blue state to a red state and you continue to vote blue, your problems are going to follow you your problems will follow you wherever you go because Democrats in Texas are the same as Democrats in California. They all want the same thing. They all want bigger government. They don't care what it does to small business. They don't care what it does to morale. They, doesn't, if they don't care if we can afford it or not. Democrats in Texas, Democrats in Arizona, Democrats in Florida, Democrats in predominantly red states are the same as Democrats in New York for the most part and Democrats in California and they will bring the state that you are moving to for reprieve from the leftist policies, they will move these predominantly red states in the same direction as the blue states that you are leaving. So if you are coming to a red state, if you're going to a red state from a blue state, leave the blue policies behind, okay? And I understand if you're a Democrat who has taken another look at the Democratic Party and you're like, Okay, don't like what Democrats are doing. Maybe it'll be different. Maybe it'll be different in Texas if I vote Democrat. You're fooling yourself because Democrats are pretty much the same everywhere, especially in certain parts of these red states. Like if you go from LA to Austin, you're gonna find the same Democratic radicals in Austin that you could find in San Francisco or LA. Um, But you also have to keep in mind that the Republican Party, and I'm not even saying that you have to vote Republican. But the Republican Party is not Donald Trump. So if you are in Texas and you are voting in November, you don't voting for a Republican because you don't like leftist policies does not mean that you have to love Donald Trump. And if you are someone who's like, okay, I don't want to vote Democrat, but I'm scared to vote Republican because of, you know, social issues or whatever look you're gonna have to make some tough decisions first of all most republicans believe it or not don't actually care about the social issues that for example i do like i'm a social conservative a lot of republicans out there don't care as much about the social issues as you think they do they don't represent the hollywood caricature of republicans as these they picture them as or they depict them as these backwoods hillbilly conservatives, which maybe you think that I am, but most Republicans aren't like that. And if you're someone who's like, I can't vote Republican because I'm pro-choice and the Republican party is pro-life. Okay, like if sacrificing babies is more important to you than personal liberty and people not losing their livelihoods, then maybe you should just stay where you are. Like if you love living under leftist policies, If democratic policies are more favorable to you than Republican policies, then you should stay in your democratic states because you are living under those policies right now. So there's no reason for you for a Texas or a Georgia or or a, a Florida or an Idaho to be more attractive to you if you like democratic liberal policies because you're living under them right now. Right now, if you are tired of this lockdown and you want to move to a red state, but you're, cons- you're thinking that you're still going to vote Democrat, there's no reason for you to move. You currently are a beneficiary of the Democratic leadership that you say that you will continue to vote for if you move to a red state. So please, please, we beg you, keep your failed policies where they are do not bring them to the red states that are going to have to carry the rest of the country on its back as you guys figure out that lockdowns have fatalities too okay unfortunately there are a lot of people who will not get that message who are feeding off the uh the media praise of draconian lockdowns and they are just going to get harsher and harsher. For some reason, Mayor Garcetti of LA, Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia, Governor Inslee of Washington, they don't listen to Relatable. And so they're not listening to my rant. And so it's not going to go through their thick liberal heads that people are ready for some kind of freedom, even at the risk of their own health. And look, I feel the same way that I would say 100% of conservatives who want to strategically open the country up feel that if you are vulnerable, if you are compromised, you should stay inside. If you want to stay inside, if you are worried about the virus, you should stay inside. And I still believe everyone should take precautions. I'm a germaphobe year round guys, 24, seven, 365 germaphobe. I got hand sanitizer always with me. I don't care. I'll wear a mask. I'll wear gloves. Like I know that the science may be iffy on those things i'm fine with doing that now i don't want the government to tell me that i have to wear a mask because that's stupid and i don't think they have the right to do that but uh, like i'm fine with all of that i'm a germaphobe please don't go out if you're sick please cover your mouth people still don't do that but uh do i also believe that it is time even if there are risks because every policy, every action that we do throughout the day has risks to ourselves and to other people. Do I think it is time for people to be able to regain a livelihood so that our country doesn't just completely stop and the world economy doesn't completely crash? Of course I do, of course I do. And at this point, I think the governors and the mayors that are enacting these lockdowns for really, no scientific reason at these point uh, at this point um they truly are doing it simply for control simply for what we have heard progressive after progressive say um, that this is an opportunity for a radical restructuring of the American economy and look Democrats always do this we've talked about this before they overplay their hands they overplay their hand so they start out being, you know, we're the party of science. We're the party that's listening to experts. We're the party that's listening to to the doctors. Um, and then they keep going and keep going when the predictions don't come true. When two point two million people aren't dead. When one point one million people aren't dead. When the states that have opened up aren't seeing a, a spike in cases or a spike in deaths. And they continue to double down on their failures and double down on their wrong predictions that's when people on both sides of the aisle start to wake up and say what's your deal here like what's your motivation but they continue to overplay their hands and they forget about the fact that people want to work people across the aisle want to be able to provide for their family people care about liberty now there's a lot of things to be sad about in the state of our country there are a a lot of there's a lot of stupidity unfortunately in our among our citizenry a lot of people who have been absolutely brainwashed and indoctrinated by leftism but there is there remains that american spirit something in us that just cannot deal with tyranny like we just can't deal with it People across the aisle, sure, there are some sheep out there that are like, oh, I just love to be told what to do and I just can't wait to wear a mask inside my house and socially distance from my family because the experts and politicians tell me so. Sure, those people exist, but what you're seeing, I think, is the tide turning, that people are saying, what the heck? This is the United States of America. I'm not even free to lay on the beach. Like I'm not even free to continue my restaurant. My business that has been in operation for over 30 years that I've put my entire life's work into. You're not even allowing me to do that. And here's the question. I think that people are asking based on what based on what? because they're all saying all of these politicians that are saying we're going to stay locked down for the next few months illinois california new york and some of these people i mean some of these states are relieving restrictions bit by bit but they are still locking down a lot more than other states are people are saying that this is based on science so advocates for these lockdowns are saying it's based on they're based on science and data but the question is what science and data what science and data says that these lockdowns that pe- keeping people totally inside their houses uh, who says that that is working what science says that that is better than uh than keeping things keeping things at least slightly open so if we look at sweden for example who never had a lockdown never had a full lockdown. So they, you know, changed some things up. I think some of their restaurants could only have certain capacity or they did mostly did outside seating or they did recommendations for socially distancing, but they did not do a full lockdown. Right now, they have a total of about 28,500 cases and 3,500 deaths. That's a country of 10 million people. So again, Sweden, no lockdown, maybe a partial shutdown, but no full lockdown has 10 million people a total of about 20,500 cases and 3,500 deaths. It was predicted in the original model that Sweden under the current policies that they have was going to have 80,000 deaths by August, 3,500 deaths right now. Now let's compare that to some places in the United States who have had full lockdowns. So let's look at Michigan. who's governor? Governor Whitmer has put a full lockdown on the state and continues to do so. I think that there are plans to ease the restrictions, but she has been uh, one of the the harshest governors, I would say, in this. Michigan also has about 10 million people that live there, 48,000 coronavirus cases and about 4,600 deaths. So more than Sweden. Full lockdown, more cases than Sweden almost double the cases of Sweden, um, and a 1,000 more deaths than Sweden. New Jersey, whose governor said you cannot go to church, but you can go to to the liquor store, you cannot go to the beach, Um, and all of this is going to stay in place until we say so. New uh, New Jersey has about 8 million people, 141,000 cases, and about 9,500 deaths. So New Jersey, about 8 million people, has 100 120 about 100 and uh, however much 120,000 more cases than Sweden a country of uh, 10 million people 9500 deaths in New Jersey full lockdown New York City a city of about 8 million people has had about 15,000 deaths so five times as many deaths as Sweden who never enacted the kind of lockdown that New York City has So what science tells us that total lockdowns are better than partial shutdowns or better than private businesses and individuals taking their own precautions, which by the way, human beings do because we don't wanna die of a virus. Like human beings, for the most part, there are very stupid people out there, but human beings for the most part are very responsible, especially business owners they don't want to be they don't want to be liable they don't want their customers to get sick they probably more than anyone else in this country want this pandemic to go away and will take the proper precautions uh, Virginia's governor who we've talked about so many times is a fool and that is the nicest way it can possibly say that i mean he's the guy who said that after i told you about this on monday that Uh, A year and a half ago said that if a baby survives an abortion, you put the baby off to the side and make it comfortable while the mom and doctor decide what to do with the baby. I mean, this was the guy who was caught wearing either blackface or a KKK robe a few decades ago, still hasn't owned up to it, and is still in office. So (coughs) I think it's kind for me to say that he is a fool. Uh, Virginia's governor, Ralph Northam, um, has said that There are mandatory requirements uh, for churches if they want to worship together. Seating must be marked in six-foot increments. No items may be passed to or between attendees who are not family members. This is the governor's mandate for churches. Now, Virginia has only had 891 deaths. And so the governor is telling churches what they might do now these are must do. These might be good ideas and maybe churches should do them, but the governor can't require this. Uh, Fox News reported that Washington Governor Jay Inslee amended his March order banning religious gatherings of any size Friday to allow home-based Bible study and prayer after one man sued the state. Joshua Freed, represented by First Liberty Institute, who are awesome, by the way, and the North Creek Law Firm, sued the state last month demanding he is allowed to hold a one-on-one Bible study amid the coronavirus pandemic. Allowed? Allowed. To conduct a one-on-one Bible study in his backyard, according to the governor who had to be sued to even allow that. I'm sorry, that's not your right. Like the Constitution, the Bill of Rights is about uh, restraining government's power, not what the people can do that is what the constitution is for not telling citizens what we can and can't do but to restrain the power of the government but democrats for a long time now many democrats have hated loathe the first amendment that's part of the reason why so many of them were ch- uh, siding with china fox news also reported that mayor bill de blasio world's worst mayor uh new york city mayor and uh NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea stated outright this week uh, that people are not permitted to gather for protests in public due to the coronavirus pandemic. The city leaders pointed to the need to maintain social distancing in order to prevent greater spread of COVID-19, stating that this takes precedent it takes precedence over people's rights to exercise their First Amendment rights of free speech. And simply, no, it doesn't. There are no aster- asterisks or exceptions to the Bill of Rights, as we've talked about before. Uh, the if you give up liberty for safety, then you forsake both. You lose both liberty and safety and that is what the democrats would like us to believe that safety is always more important than liberty sure we make compromises and we come together and we decide what the risk is going to be but if you continually put safety over liberty you end up with both we talked about the trace act on wednesday the threat to privacy and individual liberty in the name of safety uh, democrats are using this to completely obliterate the first amendment which is why not only the first amendment is important but also the second amendment uh fauci the person that all of these people claim to be following instead of the constitution testified before the senate saying that if we open too quickly people will needlessly die well number one This is why we're not governed by scientists. As I talked about a few episodes ago, we're governed uh, by people who should take into account data while also balancing the risks and rewards. That's what policy does. You look at the implications of an economic shutdown, how it ruins people's lives, how are there fatalities, how uh, liberty and the Bill of Rights actually do matter. And number two, what evidence is there, again, that staying closed will prevent people from needlessly dying? But as I say, People are catching on. I don't know if you guys saw, but in the 25th District, um, District 25 in California, it's northern L.A. County and eastern Ventura County flipped red for the first time in 22 years. Used to be represented by Katie Hill, who resigned in disgrace not that long ago after a sexual scandal that happened while she was in office. She's a Democrat. It flipped red. Now, maybe that's representative of what's to come. Maybe not now democrats are uh trying to push through as we talked about on monday this three trillion dollar relief bill in addition to the two trillion dollar relief bill that was already passed this one includes twelve hundred dollars to a twelve hundred dollar checks to illegal immigrants two taxpayer funded studies of diversity in the cannabis industry that's very pertinent to the coronavirus 75 billion dollars for contact tracing and quote isolation measures a mandate to release all federal prisoners who have asthma, diabetes, or who are over 50, continuing uh, $600 a week of unemployment through January, 2021, ensuring that people won't go back to work because they're making more money staying unemployed so that the unemployment rate stays high. So Trump can't point to the economy as, as a success and they think that will make him lose in November. It's not about compassion, but as I say, I think the Democrats are overplaying their hands. I think people are starting to see that these measures are about control and about hurting Trump and there aren't enough people who want to hurt Trump more than they want to provide for their families. And Democrats like Nancy Pelosi who have millions and millions of dollars don't understand that. They're so entirely out of touch. So I just pray that you will remember this in November. Now here's what i think is going to happen democrats will realize that they're overplaying their hands people will start opening things back up because they don't want people to use the lockdown as a referendum against democrats in november and they will use the next few months memory holding all of this they will pretend that the economy has nothing to do with the lockdown that they didn't have anything to do with the lockdown and that uh the stock market the uh bad economy the unemployment numbers all have to do with donald trump it's all thanks to donald trump they will spend the next few months doing pr for the democratic party and pretending uh like none of their measures had anything to do with the economy and unfortunately a lot of people are going to buy into that but if you would like america to become socialist if you want americans to lose their jobs while expediting the arrival of cheap labor from other countries if you want to be told where you can go and when, if you want china to take over as the world power the nation who allowed this whole thing to spread because of its own corruption who jails people for saying the wrong thing throws people into concentration camps for worshiping the wrong god who spies on its own citizens who according to a recent report has arrested 500 of its own citizens for criticizing the government's response to coronavirus if you want that to be the world power because their end game is world domination by the way then you should vote You should vote for Joe Biden in November, if that's what you want. You should continue to vote Democrat because it's popular. Continue to vote for it for the social reasons, because abortion is so close to your heart. But if you care about having any semblance of freedom left, any semblance of the economy, then please don't bring continually failing liberal ideas, uh, not just to the red states, but also to the ballot box. I'm begging you. So when you're in the middle of all of this chaos, people are looking around, they're like, I don't know if I can trust Fauci who says that things should be locked down forever. He's an epidemiologist, by the way, he's not an economist. We have to be able to listen to both. When they can't trust the media because it's so obvious what their motives are, when they can't trust these politicians who are seemingly making arbitrary policies that are not based on data and certainly not based on what's best for people, when people are starving for liberty and some people are actually starving because they don't have jobs in a way to care for their families you get people looking to alternate theories of what's really going on and that is why movies like plandemic become so popular and go so viral so quickly so all the media that's very angry about the misinformation about coronavirus the so-called conspiracy theory surrounding coronavirus need to make sure that they aren't part of the problem, they aren't the reason why so many people are mistrusting all of our institutions right now. There's been so much inconsistency, so much hypocrisy, so much shifting, so many shifting goalposts that of course people are going to look to other sources of information and what seems like underlying truth in order to get to the bottom of what's really going on. And that is why you have documentaries like Plandemic being as popular as they are. So a lot of you guys have asked me to address this. Plandemic, it was a short documentary or it was like part one of a documentary about Judy Mikovits. She was a virologist. She claims that she was let go of her job and pursued as a criminal basically because she uncovered corruption by Anthony Fauci and others when she worked with them several years ago. But there are other reports who tell a different side of the story. So I'm just gonna tell you what the other reports say. This is from The Guardian, which was taken from a lot of different sources, but, Mikovits' scientific career began falling apart from 2009 when she published a paper in Science attributing chronic fatigue syndrome to the effects of a virus. The paper's claims did not hold up. It was retracted, and ensuing conflicts between Mikovits and her employer, a private lab, culminated in her arrest in 2012 on charges of being a fugitive from justice after she allegedly allegedly absconded with uh, notebooks and proprietary data and criminal charges were later dropped according to reports. For the rest of her claims uh, that this was man-made, that there is a reactivation of the virus if you get it on your mask and then breathe it back in, that a lab in North Carolina was involved in the creation of the coronavirus, that Italy got a bad case of coronavirus because of a bad flu vaccine. I need to see evidence for those claims. I, I just need to see proof for those claims i have no reason to believe them and i don't think this documentary did a very good job of proving the claims that are being made there have been lots of so-called debunking videos and essays going around about pandemic, which i also take those with a grain of salt but i'm going to need evidence for all of it And I will just say that the creator of this documentary, nothing against this person personally, I don't know him, but he is a new ager. He believes all of the things that we have talked about on this podcast are so dangerous and are from the pit of hell. I mean, you can go to his YouTube uh, YouTube channel, Mickey, his name is Mickey Willis, M-I-K-K-I Willis. You can go to his YouTube channel. You could check out some of the things that he, uh promotes that doesn't mean that alone doesn't mean that the pandemic to make documentary is wrong but you need to consider the source i mean and again if you don't know the dangers of the new age please go listen to my podcast the dangers of the new age with doreen virtue uh we just did uh, another uh, we just did a, a replay of that episode it's my most listened to episode ever because she just has so much insight and the conversation was very enlightening so i encourage you to go listen to that if you haven't already so all of that said we not only have to constantly question the narrative and constantly question the motivations and constantly question the policies and constantly have to dig to see what is behind everything we have to read five articles for one story to just be able to get a holistic unbiased perspective we have to think harder i think than people used to have to think about news stories because maybe people were actually able to trust journalists and i'm not saying all journalists are untrustworthy but so many of them have ulterior motives and see themselves as activists that we can't trust any of these institutions Um, And then not only do we have to question the narrative, but we then have to question these kind of documentaries. We have to question the people who are also questioning the narrative. That is simply the kind of world that we live in. And if all of this makes you very overwhelmed and all of this makes you very sad and you just feel like things are spiraling out of control, as we talked about on Wednesday, I just want to remind you that this is nothing new. So a lot of the technology that we have, a lot of the politics that we have, a lot of the kinds of, journalism and science and all of that, all of that might seem new and like it's a new threat, but really in principle, nothing is new under the sun. And of course we know we serve a sovereign God who is not surprised you're taken aback by any of this. And the prevailing principle under all of this um, that has been true forever, since the beginning of time that is still true today is that nothing is fully trustworthy no one is fully trustworthy because everyone is fallible everyone is finite Uh, especially the people in power aren't necessarily trustworthy because power corrupts and absolute power Corrupts, absolutely. Most people in the government, especially the left-wing side of the government, are not bound by virtue, but are bound by virtue signaling. Those two things are very different. Virtue has substance and integrity. Virtue signaling is hollow and dishonest. Uh, We have no reason to trust a lot of the people in power, and so we have to do our own research and our own digging. Some of the people are trustworthy. Some of the people say things that are true, and that's great. But this reality of untrustworthiness and a lack of integrity and being unable to make accurate uh, predictions has always been true. And the comfort for us Christians is that the realest reality that we live in is not Twitter. Uh, It's not the news. They're not headlines. Um, The realest reality that we live in is the timeline that God sets out for us in the Word of God, which is eternity. So we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we do know what's going to happen ultimately. We know that ultimately Jesus is coming back. We know that ultimately he will rule in perfect peace. We know that ultimately evil will be Utterly and totally and completely and eternally destroyed. We know that God is working. We know that everything works together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. We know that all things come together also for his glory. So we know that things in the end are going to be okay, even through trial, even through tribulation, even through uh, tyranny, even through corrupt government authority. That is what we know. And that is the realest reality that we cling to we weren't made to be able to trust implicitly or trust completely the powers that be. Human beings have never fully been able to do that. And thankfully in America, we have been able to do that at least somewhat. It's in some instances throughout history. Um, But for the most part, human history has been riddled with the corruption of power. And that is not new. We were never... Uh, meant to be able to fully trust institutions and in the power that the powers that be, and thankfully we have a God who describes Himself. As fully trustworthy so the only powerful being the only being that can be all powerful without also being corrupted is the God of the universe the God that we also happen to worship and can lean on and rely on our ever-present help in time of trouble that is the realest reality that we know so we don't know what's going on behind the headlines we don't know what's going on behind the numbers we don't know what's going to happen ahead of us in these predictions but We do know what is told to us in the word of God. We can rely on the character of God, which never changes, which is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Should we care about this stuff? Yes. Should we pray about this stuff? We should pray for our leaders. We should pray for freedom. We should pray for the alleviation of of tyranny and misinformation. And we should do our best to seek truth. But should we obsess over it? No. Should we feel like it's going to be the end of the world of Of course not. God is still in control. So we have to learn how to balance. We have to, we can get passionate about this stuff, but be able to take a step back and say, I trust God. I trust God and I know that he's good. And we can only um, enact as much change as we possibly can uh, while also trusting and praying and realizing that he is in control. This is the realist reality that we have. Okay, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys back here on Monday where we will talk about uh we are going to talk about if it is a christian obligation or if it's even allowed at all for christians to rebel against the government and how okay i will see you guys then